The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. Good season overall, obviously not the result. Uh, the ultimate goal that we were looking to accomplish, um, I applaud the organization, all involved, the team, the players, the coaching staff, and uh, we look forward to continuing to reach and strive uh, for that ultimate goal of winning a world championship. Has this team, under this leadership, maybe not Brandon Bean, but this head coach, reached its ceiling? Mike Danger. We, collectively, just have to be at peace with knowing that this team will be competitive. This team will contend for division titles, but this team won't get home. And if you're okay with that, Sean McDermott will be in Buffalo for a long, long time. Gene Battaglia. You mentioned how there's going to be some changes in the roster, and I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. And, and we're wondering to what degree, but what is next for the Bills? Is it, hey, we're going back all in 2024? You know what? We got to be prudent here. I think you can do a little bit of both. You make some moves, but like, you still have Josh Allen and a lot of talent. You're going to be in the mix. I don't ever see see them with Josh Allen in the smack middle of his prime taking a year off 95.7 FM and AM 950 the fan Rochester lots and lots of decisions that need to be made this offseason by the Buffalo Bills but for me there's really just one decision it's a this or of that and everything kind of falls under that we'll get to that and more here in the sports bar we're gracious that you're joining us here in the sports bar appreciate you stopping by and listening along locally at 95.7 fm am 950 uh you can find the fan rochester in the free to download odyssey app our stream is up on youtube and on twitch at the fan rochester and we're even on your smart device if you ask it to play 95.7 the fan gino i think to myself if they're going to make all of these little micro decisions through the course of the season, it falls under the umbrella of this macro decision that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, really Brandon Bean, needs to figure out. Are you going to continue to build this team around your head coach, or are you going to try and build this team around your superstar quarterback? Yeah, as uh, you heard, it wasn't any bombshells. It really, truthfully, weren't any nuggets, but the talk about more explosive plays. Well, you could say that means the Bills are going to go out there and, and invest in that position, but what team doesn't need more explosive plays? Honestly. Um, yeah, Sean McDermott's not going anywhere, folks. He, you know, talk today. I I will entertain your your opinion, your dis- but but to me, it's uh, wasting energy. He's not gonna go anywhere. So Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. Just like your financial planner who says, you know, I, I made your portfolio to over the long haul. Well, instead of, you know, you, it's Mr. Bagula. And instead of talking about portfolio, they're talking about this roster, how it's good enough. And you just kind of need to ride this out and they're going to run it back next year. And just didn't leave you all excited. Say, let's go get them next year. It's almost like we're becoming numb to right. the the annual state of the bills address, so to speak, here on a Tuesday afternoon in the month of January. Yep, same talking points, same result. And if you think that Terry Pagula uh, is is outraged or is is evaluating, not the case, according to Sean McDermott. Yeah, very very supportive. Um, we have great lines of communication with Terry, um, and um, he's disappointed like we are, um, but he's just very supportive, and and um, he understands how hard it is um, to, to try and get to that ultimate goal, and, and so um, I couldn't ask for a better honor. Have you felt any shift in, for lack of a better term, approval with him? Uh, not to my knowledge, yeah. no, and 
Well, that's a question for him. Yeah, Matt Perino with a good one yeah. there. Any any dip in your approval rating with Terry Pagula? <laughs> why would he? I mean, why he's disappointed. Why is he disappointed? He's counting his money while he's disappointed. Two extra playoff games this year, two extra playoff games last year at home. I mean, he's got to be thrilled over the moon with the job that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott are doing just as a businessman. Now, if he's disappointed that they didn't win, I would I would want to know how disappointed. Is he so disappointed that he would consider making some sweeping changes, some drastic changes? Because that's not a question you can ask Sean McDermott. Not like Sean McDermott's going to be saying, you know what? Yeah, I deserve to lose my job. No, Terry Pagula needs to be the one to make the call. He's made it in the past, but he seems very, very hands off. And I think that coincides with Kim falling ill. We haven't heard from him. That's an interesting angle. Like, if. If, if if it was still Terry and Kim, and now it's just Terry, yeah, we're we, we just we, not we, hearing anything no, from we, him. He no, feels- but 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 would, would there be something different? Because Kim has been known to fire executives. Kim is always yeah more Kim engaged, more, yeah more engaged. Um, and and maybe Terry was a part of that, but it, the change that I think a lot of people, at least the evaluation that I think a lot of people want this team to do doesn't feel like it's going to happen unless it's happening under the watchful eye of Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. Well, maybe, maybe Brandon Bean, he used the same exact phrase that he did two years ago that, you know, talking about the big splash move, Yeah, the word splash. Don't expect that. And look, I think that it's real this year. Like they have to figure out, you you can just still do things in free agency, but he talked about, you know, not shopping on the, he couldn't think of the, you know, you know, Fifth Avenue. Okay, like that's the street in New York City that you want to shop on. We're not shopping on Fifth Avenue. We're going to be a little more, you know, shopping at the Five and Dime. Okay, well, you know, it worked out for the Bills last year. You got Connor McGovern in, in that regard. You're going to have to probably get a pass rusher, a safety, something along those lines. Here's Brandon Bean on the Bills salary cap situation. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not, we don't have, you know, the same money we had going into 2019 you know in 2020 um but we will we'll work around it you know we're not planning to take a year off and just um not be competitive will we be younger in some areas yes will we have to rely on draft picks maybe we don't have you know maybe we're not able to keep 5d tackles that we feel can play this year or maybe there's some positions you know, we've always tried to create as much depth as we could for what we saw. We had to play with some depth down the stretch. Um, sometimes when you're trying to work your cap and, and when you're paying a quarterback up here and, and we've definitely been aggressive on some pieces the last couple of years, that's not going to be an option, Jay, to your question. Um, but I don't think I'm not laying my head down tonight going, we don't have a shot at it next year. I, um, I, I, Played a little drinking game while this was happening in the lunch hour. I did a shot for every time Brandon Bean said, listen, <laughs> listen, you're lucky I was able to stumble into the sports bar at three o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> listen, wait, I just did that. Yeah, you listen, did. listen, listen, listen. Uh, yeah. There is another thing, too, though. And we, we talked to Matt Perino earlier, you know, like there are, you love to have Von Miller off the roster. Like the production's not there, and they said all the right things because they might be stuck with him. Matt Perino said they were they're going to be stuck with him. I just 
believe that if there was a way out, they would find it. They, but but for this to happen by March for cap relief, I, I, yeah, hard, hard for me to kind of predict that would happen. But what about somebody else with a big cap figure? What about the unexpected? Could, could the Bills actually eat cap space, take a half step back to get to where they want to go? And I'm talking about number 14. Like, that wasn't the same Steph Diggs the second half of the season. Now, was he hurt? They didn't say so today. Probably because, well, if that it was true, then you'd be getting a fine from the league for not putting him on the injury report for whatever it was. Or has he just lost a half step? Would you entertain that idea, Mike Danger? Yeah, it was actually something that Brandon Bean said that made me think, hmm, you know, they're not going to be... We, we we call it McDermott McLies for a reason. Like they're not going to be, they're not telling, they're not lying, but they're not telling the truth at the same time. Brandon Bean's comments on Steph Diggs made my ears perk up. Steph's an, he's a number one receiver. Um, you know, that's, I firmly believe that I'm not wavering off of that. I still, I think teams, listen, we have to continue to mm-hmm. put weapons out there to keep teams from, bracketing him or you know locking him down in different ways to take him away they they know you're going to want him you you know so Steph can still play I'm sure he would love to have that you know that deep ball again he'd be the first to tell you he's super competitive he's going to work his tail off this offseason and and you know that's I don't I know there's various reasons or questions on this or his production all that but um i still see steph as a number one receiver lots of working of the tail as well this offseason you're going to hear a lot of working of the tail yeah like i've heard like you know more about sean mcdermott's backside wow he coached his ass off yeah okay well um the, the Diggs comment that caught my ear was what he said right off the top steph Diggs is the number one receiver not was is and then I thought to myself, well, part of Brandon Bean's job is he's a sales guy, and you're trying to woo other people. You're exploring every option you need to put out there that you've got a wide receiver, though, even though his production dipped the second half of the season, that I still consider to be a, a number one wide receiver. And maybe he is a number one wide receiver. And maybe he stays with the Buffalo Bills, or maybe he's pumping up the tires of Steph Diggs so that they can make a move to get Steph Diggs to another team. If you do that, do you lose as much as you think you lose? The production dipped significantly. It's been well documented. You hear about what a great leader he is, what a great teammate he is, I'm not here to dispute any of that. But you know what? The two things may be married here. And part of what we were talking about earlier here, these end-of-season press conferences, you know, Josh Allen on the field to a man, you will hear people describe him as a dog, competitor. He's an alpha out there. And we see it with his play. We see it with his actions on the field. Off the field, different guy. Not Doesn't really have that mean streak. Hell, when we talk to Josh at training camp and asked him specifically about Steph Diggs. He mentioned Diggs as the guy that comes in with the juice. He's the guy that pumps everybody up. He's that guy. He's him. But what if Steph Diggs being that guy 
is preventing the guy that needs to be that guy from being that guy. And that guy is Josh Allen. That Josh Allen needs to be the guy that's holding everybody to a higher standard, including his wide receivers, including his coach and his general manager. As maybe Steph Diggs did last offseason, we may never know. Well, go back to training camp where Diggs said something insightful where he, he admitted, I have fewer days ahead of me, more days behind me. He's going to be 31 next season. Yep. 31. He's under contract with the Bills through 2027. This yeah. is a terrible contract. We, we talk about the Von Miller contract. This is ugly. And just you do the quick Google search in terms of receivers and what happens after age 30. It's not quite like a running back. And yes, you have the outlier, okay? The outlier being Jerry Rice, 128 touchdowns in his career after age 30. I mean, he's the greatest of all time. Can we just admit that? Um, But everybody else, like how many other receivers after age 30 have more than 50? I can tell you a list right here. Well, Tony Gonzalez is a tight end. He had 50. Chris Carter with 58. End of list. You think Steph Diggs is going to be a big part of this offense in 2025, then you need to have the conversation or explore the possibility right now. Because if there is a team out there that says, boy, that is the missing piece, you're not getting a number one pick for Steph Diggs. But but could you do like a pick swap maybe? Could you move up and get some really nice asset? I, I you're at a spot, if you're Brandon Bean, where you're going to have to get creative. And you, he said it himself. The, the, this cap situation is not great. Well, the, the, let's be clear about Steph Diggs. That doesn't solve your problem. In fact, nope. it makes it worse. Yeah. Makes it worse because you accelerate all those dollars and you'd be tacking on 30 additional million. So where your problem right now, between anybody's estimate, let's just say it's 45. Now it's 75. Well, part of that, you, you kick half of that over to 2025. But... If you're trying to build this for long-term success, and if you're factoring, and this is the part we don't know, like we see Diggs in front of the camera, we see him pumping up his teammates, we see him everything, but from a chemistry standpoint, would it would it be better to completely overhaul the receiver position? Shakir being one guy you want in there, but everybody else after that? Shakir and Shorter, Dalton Kincaid. I, Shorter's an unknown. I'm sorry. Like, oh, Shorter's coming unknown. back. Yeah, yeah but, I, but I just physically seeing that guy at training camp, I can't wait. That's the guy I'm excited to see next year, aside from whoever they do. Yeah, he's, he's a guy that can compete for a spot. Yeah. Whether he's any good, we'll see. It could be like there was a receiver a few years ago that like was, you know, I, I they're not, they're yeah. not ones. Yeah. Neither of them. No, we don't really know what shorter is, but we can say with near certainty, he's probably not a one. Um, and, and maybe you get that one in the draft. We, you know, we're going to continue to have the conversation about what the bills will do versus what they should do. I think everybody agrees. They should draft a wide receiver with the first round draft pick. What they will do, in my opinion, is focus on the defense. And again, it goes back to the question the number one dilemma of this offseason, do you build this team as you have around your head coach or do you build it around your quarterback? I think the answer is simple. I don't know that they're going to see it the way I see it. Well, or how do you get your quarterback to kind of step out of his comfort zone? On the field, I don't know that I need him to step out of his comfort zone. On the field, I think he's not the, he's not the problem. He's he makes bad decisions. 
And that you hope improves as he matures, as he continues to learn and grow in the game. He's not elite. We can stop that right now. I know a lot of people want to throw that label on him. He is not that guy. Physically gifted elite. Matt Perino spelled it out. Reasons why the Buffalo Bills lost against the Chiefs. And and Perino had to be clear about this. Josh was very good in that game. But the great ones, when the game is on the line, they deliver. And on second and nine, and on third and nine, Josh Allen did not deliver in that game. Mm -hmm. And danger to me, I'm telling you the truth. When Tyler Bass started going out there, I, I had the pit in my stomach. I'm like, they lost that game. I'm not the only one who thought that. Anybody looking up the clock, like, how could you mismanage this, this grossly? Is that the head coach? Is it the quarterback? I mean, we could go over that tape. We, everybody will. It, it, it's the new version of 13 seconds, what happened at the end of the game. And why isn't there this outrage? Well, we're all kind of getting comfortable. With, with how this team is getting to this point. There's no outrage because we've seen this movie a dozen times. Let me stop everybody because I heard this in the office today, and this is loser talk. Loser talk. You know, 17 years, you would sign up for this. Stop connecting the two. Stop it. Okay? It's not, it's not really a take. It's It's kind of like common sense. Like, of course, you would rather have a team that is has a winning record and is in the playoffs over a team that was in a funk for 17 years. It's not really a take. That's like saying ice cream is delicious. Yeah. Puppy dogs are cute. Like, yeah, of course, of course. And and you should expect more and accept less in life. The expectation should be the Super Bowl. These guys hold themselves to a high expectation. They say that they're disappointed. And they say that they're going to keep working. They're going to work their tail off and they're going to get better. And they're going to use this as fuel, blah, 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 blah. We've heard it all before. It's all the same thing. It's the same press conference we heard last year. At the same time, these guys have their notes and their beats absolutely memorized. Nothing has changed. And I don't know that anything will change. So, you know, mentioned it yesterday. Can we be at peace? I think a lot of fans can be at peace with the idea that this is a team that will entertain the hell out of you. It's a community that you can be a part of. Go to the games. When the new stadium opens up, it, it, everything changes. It'll be a brand new experience, and it'll be so exhilarating. And you're a part of that. You can be satisfied with that. Then you're going to be happy. It doesn't matter. Wins, losses, early exits from the playoffs. Bah, who cares? I got my shiny new stadium. I got my Bills Mafia. We got our Joshy boy, and we can have some fun every Sunday. Or you could be looking at this wider and saying, you know what? Super Bowl or bust. Well, let me point this out, too. Okay. What's the path for a number one seed and number two seed? Oh, uh, no. It, it, it's, it's drastic. Okay. It, it is. So... Quit farting around in the regular season, whether that's losing to Urban Meyer or this year, the Jet game, the Patriot game, uh, 13 men on the field or how many are out on the field. Those are games that you should have won. You didn't win because of special teams or whatever the case may be. Your goal needs to be 
number one seed. Because look at Baltimore. Is Baltimore head and shoulders over Buffalo in terms of talent? Well, we can have the debate, but they're the number one seed. And their path is a heck of a lot easier. That bye week, it makes a big difference. Some say, oh, that hurts you. No, it doesn't. It does not. Number two, you get the worst of the bunch. You're going to get the worst of the division winners. And like Houston was not ready for prime time. Jordan Love, not ready for prime time. And voila, you get to host the championship game. So let's review bye week. Play a team that's not ready, and then you get to host the championship game. That's where it should start next year. Number one seed. Quit farting around in the regular season. It can be done. I I, I don't think it can be done. Nope. Not with this team. Not with this coach? Not with this coach. Nope. I do not think it can be done. I think he can get you as far as he can get you. And, you know, he's the first one at the end of the season press conference to rattle off all the accomplishments, 10 win seasons, playoff appearances. Don't, don't be like, you should be grateful. It's Kyler Kyler Murray rattling (laughs) off all all of his accomplishments. Right. I mean, it's, it's this, let me justify why I deserve to be here because of all of these accomplishments. And I don't want to take anything away from the organization. I don't want to take anything away from Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott because the, the guy that does say I would sign up for this over the, the losing seasons is right. This is better than the drought, of course. But if you want them to be more, you should expect more. And I don't think they're going to be able to get there with everything that's in front of them. We'll watch through the course of the offseason, and it's still raw. We're still in the down cycle of Bill's fandom, right? Things will get a little bit brighter with each passing day. By the time we get the free agency and there's a couple of moves in there, we can evaluate, well, what are they doing? What's this? What's going on now? Then you have the draft. Everything comes back full circle. And we'll go through this song and dance all over again. But I don't expect things to be that drastically different in 2024 for this team. I think it's going to be more of the same. Because you're essentially, you're not running it back. You can't run it back, but you're going to try and get as many of those guys to come back. And and the guy that you are running it back with is the guy that I have the most questions about. Chris writing in, I, Chris, you're a good, good contributor, but no, like you're, you're making my point here saying, hey, I'll give you another guy who had 25% of his total careers after the age of 30, Larry Fitzgerald. He, Rice, and Gonzalez were out, outliers in that regard. Chris, you're missing the point. Larry Fitzgerald had only, okay, so 122 career touchdowns after the age of 30, Larry Fitzgerald, 34. Like the production, the vast majority, I'm not paying for 25%. That's my point. I want to pay for the 75%. Give me the 75% and start building for the future. Yeah, you've got a couple of... uh when you see them, the deals through 2027 between Miller and, and Diggs, where when you see it, you're like, Ey. Oh, very class of Von Miller to say, I'll be right back, guys. <laughs> the ghost Perino and everybody Absolutely. else. Absolutely. Oh, my just gosh. Just pulls a Houdini and just disappears. Just disappears on locker cleanup. Uh, why am I Captain, not surprised? Captain Von Miller. That's a leader. Why are you not? Nobody should be. Okay. 
like I'm, I'm, I've been done with that guy, right? Haven't seen any, didn't see anything. Wanted to see something, and it's just clear. Like we're dealing with the hologram. Do you really think? Do you really believe that next year when training camp starts, that he's going to show up and be the impactful player he was in his prime? He's not going to be prime Von Miller. You, you're paying all that money for a guy that is a hologram of his former self, not a contributor eating up a roster space, a roster spot. Maybe can be a mentor, but is a mentor worth what you're paying that guy? I'd rather pay a guy that can get to the quarterback personally. Let the coach be the mentor. Jeez, got a lot of stuff to work out here. They recognize it. And we'll see what happens. Um, I would imagine that if there's going to be some changes in the coaching staff, we'll hear about them over the course of the next few days to next couple of weeks. We know that Linebackers coach Bob Babich, Bobby Babich, interviewed for the Giants defensive coordinator position. Mm, of course. Feels, what do you know? Yeah. <laughs> feels like that could be a problem. Oh. We'll see if you value having Bobby Babich on your coaching staff. And I, and I get the sense that Brady is back. Joe Brady will be back and they'll strip the interim tag off of his title. Just a hunch, but you've got the endorsement of Josh Allen, which I think according to these guys, means a lot. So uh, there you go, your end-of-season press conference. The season has wrapped for the Buffalo Bills. We had a great conversation with Matt Perino from the Syracuse Post-Standard in the 3 o'clock hour. If you missed it, you can go back in the Odyssey app with Rewind and listen to any part of the show that you may have missed for the next 72 hours. We've also got it posted for you wherever you get your podcasts. Just search out the sports bar. Uh, That includes Apple Podcasts and the free-to-download Odyssey app, Spotify as well. Seth Appert, Rochester Americans head coach, joined us last hour with his team in a three-game winning streak and a couple of games this weekend at home, Friday night and Saturday night. Utica and Laval, the opponents this weekend for the Rochester Ooh, Americans. Those Saturday afternoon games. Early evening, 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock, right, right. Kind of nice. Dig it. Um, let's get to a round of shots next in the sports bar. Yeah, we haven't even talked about what was a historic night in the NBA, but... One guy went for 63, and the coach is pissed. Why would I that? Love it. Yeah, this is uh, kind of interesting. Sabres uh, tonight, um, and uh, we have uh, some good smack talk coming out of baseball as well. A round of shots next in the sports bar, Danger and Bataglia. Last call coming up as well. Pull up a stool at 866-4326. That's the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line. Good Smoke Barbecue hosting their Valentine's Day sweetheart deal. That's 1130 to 9, Wednesday, February 14th. The sweetheart deal is available for dine-in and takeout, minus the champagne, on the takeout at least. Treat that special person or persons in your life to a sweetheart of a deal. Three meats, two sides, two cornbread, complimentary champagne, two cupcakes, all for $32.99. Reservations for dine-in, highly suggested. Go to goodsmokebbq.com to reserve online. The regular menu is also available because it's Valentine's Day and it falls on a wacky wing Wednesday this year. Buy one, get one, dine-in wings. Also available, that's Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub in East Rochester for Valentine's Day. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger in Bataglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. End of season press conferences today in Buffalo, which has become now the annual tradition. Brandon Bean asked what his top priority is. Top priorities would be build this roster with as you know many good players as we can. And that's 
That's my number one job is we have to be use every asset, everything we can. Obviously, I'm going to have to be creative with, with the cap. Around the NFL, Tom Telasco, the new Raiders general manager. Milwaukee Bucks firing their head coach today, Adrian Griffin. He was in his first season. The Bucks tied for the second best record in the NBA the season at 30 and 13. Sabres tonight after dark, 10 o'clock for the puck drop here on the fan. Rochester, they're in Anaheim. Syracuse basketball tonight, hosting Florida State. Gene Bataglin, the sports leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, the fan, Rochester. The best local sports talk in the Flower City. One Bills Live in the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. Weekday afternoons on The Fan, Rochester. All right, let's get to a round of shots, Gino. Uh, Sabres uh, lead the all-time series with Anaheim, tonight's opponent. Uh, 27, 23-17-4, uh, including both games last season, putting up a combined 13 goals. Now, yeah, I'm researching this on a fan site, Buffalo Hockey Central, a little hat tip. They have a running clock of the Sabres' last playoff appearance. Oh, no. Why would you do that? Uh, it's like it's been 4,655 days since their last playoff game, April 26, 2011. Oh, why would you do that and, to yourself? Well, and again, I'm not, you know, it's just, I don't want to say, well, this is how we were as Bills fans. We should be happy. No. No, not at all. Another switch of the goal is we talked uh, earlier today uh, with Amherst head coach Seth Appert about this. Eric Comrie back to Rochester. Excuse me. He is uh, back here as Devin Levi going back up to mm-hmm. Buffalo. Also up is Jacob Bryson. The defenseman goes on the trip as insurance. 10 o'clock tonight in Anaheim. Okay. Uh, this West Coast trip, I you know, I want to say that it matters and that, that you know, you've got to beat Anaheim. Uh, I would think that the Sabres should be able to beat Anaheim, but I'm I'm done. I'm down. I'm out on this team. Wait, they didn't do enough. They haven't done enough so far at the start of the year to get themselves in a position where you could actually believe that that playoff drought is going to end. I thought the six-game homestand with some soft opponents, and you took care of a few, but that, that wasn't enough here. Um, the conversation is going to shift now to the trade deadline, and it's another lost season in Buffalo. Uh, rumors out of the Boston area over the weekend that Patrice Bergeron was coming out of retirement. Uh, no, that's not true. Mm. Uh, Bergeron did fly into Boston. You can see how this uh, would kind of spark a rumor. Had dinner with friends on Friday, the 30-year-old, 38-year-old telling the Canadian press, I'm not making a comeback, not trying to make a comeback. Uh, the, the bo- not the Boston needs them. The Bruins rolling right along. They won five in a row. They still need the Eastern Conference, 67 points. Yeah, and impressively, just dispatching of one of the hotter teams out west in the Jets. The Jets and the Canucks have just been hot so far this season. Yeah, the uh, Bruins handled the Jets with relative ease. Yeah, watching last night Vegas and Jersey, I'm like, what is this kind of hockey I'm watching here? This it's is, different. Yeah. yeah. You When you watch the game I watched, uh, maybe it was last week, was Boston and Colorado. And I'm telling you, I'm like, this is a different sport than what you see when you watch the Sabres play on a nightly basis. Maybe uh, Joel Embiid is the MVP this season, Danger. I can't scoff at that anymore. Incredible stat line. 70 points, 18 boards, 5 assists. Became only the ninth player ever to reach 70 in a game. Sixers beating the Spurs right now. Embiid is on a point per minute pace something that's been only accomplished once in league history by wilt chamberlain wow uh wilt chamberlain is what was his most famous well, accomplishment that was uh he scored in a Just game that was played remind in me about hershey what... park arena 100 points in a game 
for Philadelphia. Are you kidding me? Hundred points. Some kind of a joke. Hundred points. What do you think I am? Born yesterday? There's no film of this game, by the way. That's Just right. a picture That's of right. him holding up a one. I don't know, yeah. man. I mean, uh, you know, you can believe what you want to believe, <laughs> dude. But uh, I don't believe everything that I read on the internet. I, I nobody was there. Prove it. Can anybody prove it? Just him holding up a sign with a hundred. Yeah, on it. I don't know. <laughs> we did have a team in Rochester. They were known as the Royals. Get out of here! It's in, absolutely true. In, in Rochester, played, in, in played at the now defunct Edgerton Sports Arena. So defunct arena, defunct team. Not there. I don't believe that it yeah, ever could, happened. Yeah, in, in maybe the subway line you could, within walking. No, I can distance. see the subway yeah. line. That that I can see. No, I, okay. I can. I know that we used to have a subway. That I can still see. But we used to have a basketball <laughs> team. Get out of here. The night by Embiid overshadowing the effort by Carl Anthony Towns scoring sixty two for Minnesota. Yeah, they lost to Charlotte. Yeah, I love that. 62 and a losing effort. I mean, okay, so if you think that their head coach, Chris Finch, was going to be like, yeah, what a great effort. Not at all. No, obviously, we're going to try to feed a hot hand, look for a hot hand. But at some point, we got to get back to making the right play. We got to get back to doing the right things. Um, and, um, you know, that's just, uh, like I said, there's a lot of ways to be immature. There's always a lot of ways to be immature, um, and there was a lot of immature performances here throughout the the roster. We totally disrespected uh, the game ourselves, um, and we got exactly what we deserve. So, Oof. Chris, did did you also see? I mean, did it turn into Carl trying to hunt like a absolutely a, a big number? And- yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, but for a while, I mean, it was going, um, but you know, down the stretch, we you got uh, you know kind of dried up for us. But um, yeah. Finch has Why? that. Finch has that uh, Mayock, that that short breath that Mayock yeah. famously had w- when he was watching Josh Allen throw a ball during his pro day. Oh, here it is. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Phillips. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh come on. <laughs> we need that one. <laughs> I mean, is there anybody like it? Yeah. Finch has that uh, short breath. You you tell. A lot of ways to be immature. That's you as a coach calling out your star for scoring 62 in a losing effort. Well done. The, the, the shocking move this afternoon in the NBA. Like, so Milwaukee, they're only behind Boston in the East. They're actually tied with Minnesota for the second best record. They fired their coach, Adrian Griffin. Yeah. He didn't Wait make a second. It to the All Star break. They just fired Budenholzer last year. Yeah. Doc Doc wants to coach again, I guess. Like that's gonna solve everything? What, well, what, solve what? What needs to be solved? They just think that they can get a better guy to be their head coach. They don't need to solve anything. They they've got a great record. 30 and 13. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Doc Doc Rivers must have one hell of a musk. That's like that's, Lou Lamorello thinks that's nuts. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah. Well, I again um another strike against la, you know, last season being a failure. If if you were wondering if the firing of Mike Budenholzer, the guy that got you a title in, in Milwaukee was a mistake. You hold on to the guy that replaced him for less than a season. Um, tonight, five games in the NBA, doubleheader on TNT, the Knicks in Brooklyn, followed by the Lakers and Clippers. ESPN2 tonight has Syracuse hosting Florida State in college basketball. Okay. Finally, Anthony Rendon of the Angels. This is a fun fact, and it maybe explains why the Angels suck. He's the sixth highest paid player in baseball today. Um, well, he's not excited for spring training. Rendon going on a recent podcast saying there are too many dang games in baseball's regular season. He's right. 
it's a take for sure, weighing on social media, is Jonathan Papelbon. He's always one to share his opinion. The former closer was teammates with Rendon in Washington. Quote, play with Rendon, and literally he hates baseball. <laughs> yeah, it's long. Isn't that what you signed uh, up for? Just tell the team you want to play half the season and give half your salary back. Yeah. Papelbon is once the guy who uh, choked Bryce Harper in the dugout. He's like the fight guy. Yeah. I love that. I love Papa Bond telling the world that Red Don't hates baseball. Literally hates baseball. That you know, when you're work is work, and if you get the, the opportunity like we do to do a job that you love, I mean, look, it's it's not always fun for us. The stuff that happens behind the scenes that we don't talk about on the air isn't always exciting or sexy or glamorous. It's a lot of fun doing this part of our job, right? Like being able to talk sports here in, in Rochester for three hours every afternoon. We don't take any of that right, for granted. If you granted. think Danger and I just show up three to six and then uh, no. That's true of like anybody or, or most professions, right? So, like, right. and in baseball, yeah, you play the game, but you a lot of work goes into everything. I just can't imagine having a job where you go in every day and you literally hate the thing that you're doing. I remember going to a sports bar during the football season, and the server just unloaded on us about how much he hates football. And I'm like, well, you're in the, the wrong line of work. If you're working a sports bar and you're getting, you're serving everybody that's there to watch football beers at the same time out of the other side of your mouth saying how much you hate the football and you hate the players and you wish the salaries went to a better cause and a more deserving profession. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get all of what you're saying, but you hate your job that much that you're going to project it on to the people that are there while you're doing your job. I, I can't imagine doing that. I can't imagine if you're if it's true that he yeah. hates baseball, doing what he does. Well, I guess if you're the seventh highest paid player in baseball, you kind of swallow your your pride and just show up and say yes. Crazy. Sixth highest paid, but sixth highest yeah. paid, but for kind of a zero. Interesting. All right, we, we're going to take a break and come back. It's time for last call. We utter the words. Go to the phones. The most dangerous words in all of Sports Talk Radio. That number is 866-4326. 585-866-4FAN if you want to join us for last call. If you've been watching the NFL playoffs from the sidelines, there's still time to get in on the game with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. I'm Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 95.7 The Fan. New customers bet this Sunday's conference championship games with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. FanDuel has so many ways for you to pick up a W and you can decide if you want to bet on the point spread and either the Niners and and uh, Lions game or, or the Ravens and Chiefs. You can bet the over-under player props as well. And if you want to follow my picks, go to FanDuel right now. Get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Mike to join today. That's FanDuel.com slash Mike, M-I-K-E. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. First online real money wager, only 10 
$10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call one 877 hope or text HOPE-NY-467-369. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Meet or on the rocks, it's the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Last call in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia. Sure do appreciate you joining us this afternoon and every afternoon from 3 until 6 on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM, AM 950. Our phone number is 866-4326-585-866-4FAN. Luke in Rochester with the Bills take. Hey, Luke, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. There's no reasonable explanation why Pagulo Keith McDermott, a proven loser or a loser's mentality, he's even installing in the players this new mantra that it's hard to win in the NFL. Can you imagine like that Reed saying that to Mahomes? It's almost like a preemptive strike that he's going to lose. Now, the other thing is he's completely one-dimensional. He's not even good with his forte defensive-wise, but he, he's basically no help whatsoever on the offense, especially at critical times uh, late in games, including this past game where after the two-minute warning where they, they went for it instead of, like, trying to get a first down and burn the time out. It's not like Pagula is going to lose any money. Some full team right now, the full team is the Bills. This is going to rehire him. I, uh, I, I got to cut Luca. This is why we say for last call the most dangerous words in all of sports talk radio. We go to the phones. They're losers. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, Luke. I don't know if you heard Sean McDermott's press conference. He rattled off his list of accomplishments right off the top. I don't know that those. He, lists he didn't go back to high school. He didn't go full no, Kyler Murray. No, but. no. Uh, I, I, I will stop short of saying that they're losers with a loser mentality, Luke. Listen, you can vent. Listen, you can. <laughs> Take Not a shot. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're still upset at the team, you want to call them losers, fine. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow on the show, PJ Glasser, the host of Beck QL's Send It In. Sal Mayorana from the DNC stops by as well. And you know Sal will have some things to say. JR Sport Brief next on the Fan Rochester. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. <laughs> On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 